Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What up, everybody? My name is Ed Love. It's time for another killer, son. Big shout out to my man Shiggy who hit me on Instagram and told me that he loved Come On Son back in the days when he was in junior high school. He was watching Come On Son. And he did the face. Well, Shig, I'll let you know, man. I got a podcast. I don't know if you knew about it, man. And I still do my Come On Son on the front of the podcast all the time, Shig. So I appreciate you checking me out. All right. First and foremost, who the fuck are letting their kids overdose on Benadryl because of a TikTok challenge? Come the fuck on, son. We need to get our kids, man. Cheryl! Come on! Keep your baby out of the street. Get your kids a Benadryl challenge or TikTok. How many Benadryls can you ingest? Why? A 13-year-old kid died from that stupid shit. Come on, son. Fuck out of here. Anybody knows taking too many Benadryls can kill you. You gotta be... You niggas are stupid. Too being short of a six-pack to do some stupid shit like that. Come on, son. Fuck out of here. Get your kids, man. Did y'all see them kids running around in Chicago wilding? That's because we ain't got our kids. Just keep the baby out the streets. Get your kids. Come on, son. Alabama. A party happened. Four people got shot and killed at a 16-year-old birthday party at 20-something engine. Come on, son. Get your kids. I got my kids. Get your damn kids. Did y'all see what happened to 16-year-old Ralph? Y'all, I talked about the last. Come on, son. They finally arrested fucking Andrew Lester, his 85-year-old ass. Look at his mugshot. Come on, son. He was allowed to bail out a only $200,000 bail. He only had to put up 10%, and he out? Why? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. How do you only get in charge with, like, criminal something or another and assault? You shot the kid twice. That was nothing but white privilege. Some bullshit. Come on, son. Put his fucking mug shot up against so everybody can see what Andrew Lester looks like. 
We seen his mugshot, but we still ain't seen Trump's mugshot. Come on, son. That's some bullshit. And speaking of bullshit, the NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors look like trash. Come on, son. Giannis Antetokounmpo is hurt. Come on, son. Draymond Green that did some more stupid shit. Check this out. Now watch the end of this play. As he goes out, watch him grab Draymond right there. Now, that right there. Come the fuck on, Draymond Green. I mean, you the heart and soul of the team, but why are you always doing some shit that can fuck the whole team up? Come on, son, and please, God. I know Phoenix won, and they tied 1-1. One, one. I don't know if it's still that way as of y'all seeing this shit right here, but... Come on, son. The NBA playoffs is looking suspect right now, man. They're looking suspect. And speaking of suspect, did y'all hear what happened with my man Sean Kemp in Seattle? Come on, son. Sean Kemp, you shoot that niggas now, Sean Kemp? Come the fuck on, Sean Kemp. You sound crazy right now, Sean Kemp. Get Seattle a goddamn basketball team again. That's what they need, the Supersonics. I'm at love. I approve this fucking message now. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of there with that bullshit. Come on, son. Son, son, What up, y'all? What's happening? This is Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. We got a great show for today. I'm going to tell y'all why. Well, I don't know if it's today. It might be tonight. It might be this afternoon. It might be morning when you're watching this. You might have just turned over from humping the shit out of somebody and decided that you're going to watch Come On, Son. So I can't even say tonight because I don't really know what time it is where you're watching, but I'm going to tell you what I do know. I got a two-time Grammy Award winner. I got a six-time Grammy nominee sitting in this chair right here. Six-time Grammy nominee, two-time winner. You know how long I've been in the fucking entertainment business? I ain't never been nominated for, the, for a Grammy. I ain't never been invited to the Grammys. The only time I was at the Grammys is somebody had an extra ticket and gave me a ticket to the Grammys, and he got six nominations and two wins? Corte Ellis, y'all. Give it up for Corte, bro. He is a producer. He is a writer, and he is an artist. And we was out playing some, like, we played spades and shit last night, right? Uno. Uno. So, and I bust his ass. Don't let him tell you no difference. So, Corte, what's up, brother? Man, first, it's an honor to be here with you. That's an honor for me to be here with you. You the one with six fucking Grammy nominations. I ain't got shit. Hey, man, but I was home watching y'all on television, man. Thank you, my brother. made me aspire to be a part of the industry, so, man, it's a pleasure. Where are you originally from? Originally from Portsmouth, Virginia, the home of Missy Elliott. You better know it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Portsmouth is like like where? It's, It's near the water, right? Is it over there by where Teddy Riley and them and Timberland? Yeah, right right around there. Neptune. 15, 15 minutes from everybody. All that great fucking town. I'm from the part that no, they don't, none of them come to that part. They don't come to Portsmouth, period? They don't come to Portsmouth. What's wrong with Portsmouth? Portsmouth's a little, you know, it's, you know how what they say about the gas stations at Atlanta? You don't hang out there too long. Right. Yeah, it's like that. Okay, so Portsmouth would be the south side. Facts. To Virginia Beach. Absolutely. Because we used to go to Virginia Beach. Remember, you probably a kid when they used to have the shit at Virginia Beach every year? Oh, 
before the cops came down and Greek fucked the whole shit, Greek fest and all that, yeah, that we never went to Portsmouth. Now you're not gonna go there. No, nobody <laughs> wanna fuck with Portsmouth. <laughs> what 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 made you decide that that's what you want to be? You want to be in music? Did you play music in school? Did you, you know what? Well, my mother and my father both sang. As far as like the industry, I didn't really know that was gonna be my path, but I just knew that I just loved music just as a child. Okay. You know? What kind of music was playing in your house? Who was playing in your house? My stepfather was playing The Temptations, The Whispers, The Gap Band. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where. And then my mom was singing her, her gospel songs. You know? Okay, so you had a good balance between gospel. So you didn't grow up in a house where it was all gospel all the time. Like Absolutely Some not. people, they couldn't get nothing no, but gospel. No, because my mom, they used, to, they used to throw them late night uh, bootlegger parties. Oh, so, yeah, to pay the rent yeah, joints like yeah, in my crib. Yeah, to pay the rent joints. So we, we, we got a good, good balance of everything. What, so what did you start? Did you start playing piano? What did you start? Uh, nah, man, you know, um, just really, man, just, just singing. Me and my brother, we used to sing. And whatever would, would come on the radio, you know, when, we, when I really started to get into, like, my own thing as a, as a singer, it was Jodeci was, like, my thing, H-Town. So we were just mimicking what came on the radio, you know, and then... You know, we had our videos, we would see like they style and just right. everything. We just wanted to mimic those guys, you know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. it had to be a trip for you to actually produce and write for Fantasia, being that that's two degrees of separation because she's cousins with Jodeci. That was, that was actually... With Casey and JoJo, actually. That was a trip, but for me, what really, really kind of blew my mind was writing for New Edition. You wrote for New Edition? I wrote the title track to their One Love album. Okay. And, um, I used to sing their songs as a child, so that like blew my mind. Right. Like, we're, and I gave them a ride to the club one night. Everybody but Bobby. I don't know where Bobby was. <laughs> but they, don't nobody know where Bobby was, bro. Bobby <laughs> don't even know where the fuck Bobby was. But shout out to New Edition because they're going on that Legacy tour. If they're not already out yeah. on the Legacy tour, is it's Jodeci. No, it's not Jodeci. It's Keith Sweat. It's Guy. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's New Edition. So big shout out to New Edition. Them dudes been doing it since they was what. 14, 15? Man, them guys, they always just show me mad love, man. And I, yeah. just, I just appreciate just Mike and his energy, man, and his spirit. He would just call me sometimes and say, man, I see you, man. You know, just giving me my props, man. I really right. appreciate that coming from, like, a legend. You know what I'm saying? Now, you got two Grammy wins. What did you win Grammys for? Working on um, the Dangerously in Love album with Beyonce. Okay. And then most recently, uh, Ariana Grande's album, Sweetener. Okay. She won Best Pop Vocal Album. So, yeah. so when she wins, you win? Absolutely. But what, what? Okay, let me run. Walk me through only this for shit. album purposes. Okay, so if if they win on an album, everybody that produced on that album, everybody that produced on that gets album. an actual Grammy. No, sometimes they give you the plaques, but now they just started. I believe this year they started actually issuing out the actual plaques to everybody. Okay, but it's still documented. I still get the credit for it. So right. Yeah. So that's a win. A fucking so win is a win. A fucking win is a win. And then, and coming then, from where I'm from. And then the. Beyonce, uh, the Dangerously, Dangerously in Love, what did you do album. on that? I worked on Dangerously in Love with her. I did some vocal production for her. Uh, What's It Gonna Be, Boy? Uh, just a, a, a couple All right, things. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let, let, let's rewind a little bit. How the fuck do you vocally arrange Beyonce? Because she's just really open to see, you know, what other people can bring to the table. I'll never forget the first time just working with her, and she was just like, listen, if I sing something that you don't like, all you gotta do is let me know. If I say a corny lyric, all you gotta just do is, you know, it's it's she's she's not trying to be like the boss of the ship. She really, you know, loves the vibe of everybody just collaborating. She she's really like that. Okay. She's not like a bossy person, you know. So, no, not at all. So you know you could be, be good like, people. But mind you, 
She's like a robot in the studio, bro. Like she getting there, and when she don't come out the booth till she's done with the song. Like period. It ain't no. Let me take this home. It's listen not, to it tomorrow. She's not going to the bathroom till the song's done. Damn. That's how she works. Was Hov in the studio? Was Hov? Nah, Hov wasn't there. Hov let you be in the studio with his one yeah, he, 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 <laughs> No, but he, you know, he, he definitely came through, and um, you know, I think they slid off, went to a basketball game here right. and there. But yeah, you know. Were you intimidated by Jay-Z's presence? No. I actually met Jay, like, Jay used to come down to Virginia back when um, he had a, a, a good friend, his name Tone Capone. Right. Used to be, Tone used to be down there with Teddy and him. Right. And my man used to own the hottest club down there. And Jay used to come down there, so, you know, I, we definitely crossed paths a few times. So. Okay, now, which Jay-Z is this? Is this when he was rapping or the cocaine Jay-Z? Because there were two different Jay-Zs in Virginia. <laughs> I think Jay had one foot over here and one foot over here. Because <laughs> Tone Capone had one foot in, one foot out. Tone, I know on, Tone, the, Tone on the motorcycle. Yeah, so, so Jay might have been still dibbling and dabbling in. Possibility. Okay, so out of Ariana Grande, Fantasia, Beyonce, who else? I, I, I miss a, I miss a few females you work with. Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Ah uh, man, um, Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. Missy Elliott, of course. I love Missy Elliott. That's my one. I mean, you know that, right? Nine, Did you know that's my one? Nah. That's my industry crush. Oh, for real? Oh, I fucking love Missy. I gotta let her I will know take that. Missy down. I gotta let and her I know. like big Missy. I don't like this. I don't like this little Missy. I gotta let her no, know. No, you'll hook me up with Missy, son. I, <laughs> Missy, she know already. I love. Her. I love her to death. I love her energy. I always fuck with her. I met Missy when she, what was the name of the girl group she was in? When Jodeci and them Sister. Had Sister. And mm -hmm. I told her when I met her over there at their house that she was the most talented one out of all of them. I mm -hmm. told her. I said, you got it. Because the other girls, they was running around. She was down in the basement with Tim. They was making beats. I was like, yo, she got it. You was in Rochester? Yeah. No, they were in- In Jersey? In, in Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I told her that she got it. Mm. Who, who did you feel like was the most- you told me that Beyonce was very open. Who else was extremely open to work with that you've done shit with? Fantasia. Fantasia was definitely, and she's a hard worker too. Like you, I could have four references. Fantasia show up and sing them all in one day. Oh wow! Yeah. So you put down the reference vocals for somebody that you that yeah. you write for? Yeah, I sing it myself sometimes. Okay. You know, instead of having to wait on somebody to come and do it for me, you know, God gave me a gift. I can sing, so I just would sing the songs. And do they mimic you word for word or phrase by phrase, or do you still? Sometimes. Sometimes, okay. like, mostly when it comes to, like, direction with the ad-libs, you know, they try to capture that feeling. Some people are really, like, you know, on top of, like, their ad-lib game. They know, like, their transitions. And some people, you just got to give more of a direction just until they get comfortable. And Fantasia was one of those people that she'll listen and she'll do it the way you did it, but then she'll go back and she'll just kind of pour her sauce onto it. Right. Yeah. Come on, side, side. Yo, if you thought the McCrispy was bussing, hold up. Bacon and Ranch have entered the chat. Say hello to the Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Ba da ba ba ba. I participate in McDonald's limited time only. This episode of Come on, son, the podcast is brought to you by Mickey D's. Seriously, the realest conversations always happen at a Mickey D's booth. All the best nights out. In with a bite from Mickey D's. A full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. And listen, Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole fam to dinner. Everyone got their own Mickey D's moments. I know I got mine. I know everybody got their own Mickey D's moments because I do too. Go on and make some more delicious memories 
at Mickey D's. One in eight. That's how many people have worked at McDonald's and where some have continued their career. Where graduates of McDonald's Career Online High School program are now role models leading the next generation. Where aunties, uncles, cousins, and communities learn skills they can use in every aspect of life. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. One in eight have worked at McDonald's, and where you start stays with you. So when when we gonna hear your shit? Man, you know, I Fuck was all actually, the shit you so did. mind you, know you so mind you, I was a, uh, I mean, your good friend, Mia Leacock, she actually signed me to SRC okay. back in, um, two, I think it was 2009, but this was literally around the time when music was transitioning, where you couldn't be an R&B singer no more, you had to kill somebody like a, like a rap guy, uh-huh. so I, I just couldn't get with that, you know what I mean? So, okay. See, because I, I really love, like, the essence of what R&B... They want you to fake it till you drink it? Yeah, I can't, <laughs> yeah, this is when R&B really started turning into rap, Right. but, you know, it wasn't my thing, and I always had the skill to, like, to write songs and just, just being, like, a businessman and just knowing how to structure business and do deals. I, I was always interested in that sector of the business. So, you know, naturally for me, it was like, I'm always going to write songs, write and produce songs, got great relationships, and then just kind of just go along with the transition. You can never be afraid of the transition. Absolutely. You and I were talking uh, last night while we were playing Uno. A bunch of us friends got together to play Uno last night, and you and I got to talking, and you were saying that they were putting up Michael Jackson's... Uh, what was it? His catalog. His catalog. Mm-hmm. And you were saying he was selling it for nine hundred million. You said it's not enough. No, it's to, to me it's not enough because that's Michael Jackson's catalog. To me is like the equivalent of something like you know, like the White House is never gonna go anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is something that this is like this is a part of like generations' lives, and I just don't think that you can actually put a price on it. I just don't think so. Right. Well, it's, it's what they talking about, including all the Beatles shit that he owns too. I think it's his his the, his other his stuff plus his portion of like the ATV Sony ATV that he, yeah that he owns. that's well that's the Beatles shit that right. he got too. So you don't think that nine hundred million? What would, would you price not. if you had to put a price on it? Going if I down. if I had to put a price on it, I would say five billion. Damn. Yep. It's a lot of money right there. Yeah, because this is gonna be around when we're not around anymore. These people right. gonna license these songs forever. And you gotta realize these the the, the 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 private equity companies that's gonna purchase it, and then their kids are gonna own it, and then they're gonna give it to their kids. They they're never gonna own that no more. Right. Who knows what they're gonna do with it fifty years from now? Right. If you can look at where music came from the eight track to now having the Spotify's and the, the Pandora's, could you imagine what the next generation of creators are going to create for music, the platforms, in the next 20 years? Right. Could you imagine? That's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And you were also explaining to me, you and I were talking, and I know y'all that's watching right now wasn't privy to the conversation, but I thought it was very interesting that you and I were talking about why a lot of these artists are selling their catalogs right now, and I thought some of them wasn't, wasn't a good idea. You thought, like, right now was prime time. Why is right now prime time to sell your catalog? I mean, because right now... You just got to look at it like the average person is getting paid quarterly from royalty statements. You know, at the end of the year, they're being taxed at a higher rate opposed to you selling like an asset, like a musical asset, and your cap gains is at 20%. You're actually actually going to make out more, you know, and on the better side, tax-wise, if you actually sold the asset and figured out how to invest the money. Now, if you don't have a game plan and you don't have the proper financial literacy, then that's a bad move for you. 
But if you have a system set up, you want to get into some investments, get you some property, some land, then that's the way to go. Yeah, because you were telling me at the end of the quarter, whatever they get off their publishing, their rate is around 40%. Yeah. That's yep. a lot of money out of your shit. It is. 40% of your money is gone. Yep. So it's best to take your money up now that you could do something. But ain't they still going to tax you 40, 50% on something? Let's say, what did Justin Bieber just sell his catalog for? See, but he sold an asset, so that he'll only be taxed at 20%. Cap really? Rates. It'll be 20%. Yeah. Out of all the money they're giving him, 20%. They tax me more than 20%. They're only taxing him 20%? Yeah. So, okay, so I understand what you're saying. So it makes more sense to pay the 20% now right. on that bulk than the 40% on that every three-month check that he got coming Exactly. Out. Are you able to just sit back? Are you at a point now, Corte, where you can sit back and say, I can live off of what I make in publishing? Absolutely. Damn. Yes. What did Dangerously in Love sell? I mean, that, that record, I mean, it's still selling to this day. You know, we, I think it just crossed six million. It was, uh, I remember getting the plaque and it was at four million and this was- I need to write something. Give me a pen This was a, a few years ago. So, and then I just seen this, the, the new certification. You ain't gotta tell in. everybody the exact amount, but what's one of them, one of them publishing checks looking like on one of them? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I don't wanna go into figures. I'll just say that you gotta understand, like, working on Britney Spears, you gotta, quarterly I was getting six figure checks. Every three months? Yeah. This some bullshit that and I'm I had and I had two bangers on Britney, so you gotta understand. You had Brit two bangers this, on this Britney. Britney Spears, you know what I mean? So right, yeah. Automatic sales out the out the gate. And then you, this is a time when people were physically buying sales. Oh, okay. And then, and then we get into the streaming situation when streaming starts to pick up. Next thing you know, my old catalog increases about two hundred percent. Damn. And I own it. And you own it, 100%. percent 100%. Who, who was the one that said, this kid right here can write some fucking songs? Who saw that in you and put you in, in pocket? Because everybody might be, say, I can write, but how the hell to, do to, I get to, to be, that to, door? To be honest with you, it really started with like, like some guys from like, like the streets, from like the neighborhood that really took a liking to me and just, just knew that I was talented. So it was a guy named Busy. And then it was um my good you ever you ever you, did you ever hang out in Virginia at the clubs and stuff? Yeah. So there used to be a club called Pizzazz Nightclub. Used to yeah, be on Grammy Street. So my guy Monty, he used to own the club, you know, and he really kind of poured into me, built one of my first studios. But when as far as like me getting like my shot in like the game, I'm gonna give you a blast from the past. You remember the song uh Nice and Smooth, Nice and Smooth and Funky. Yeah. So the guy singing the hook was my good friend, my mentor, Will Skill Stewart. Okay. So Will really kind of took me in and showed me how to craft songs and make them. And because and, I didn't understand, you know, the, how you stack vocals. I didn't understand why when I made a song, it didn't sound like the way he made it. Right. So he sat me down, he showed it to me. And then I became an intern at a studio on Newport News under uh, Pitt Connolly, who was one of the lead singers and producers in the group Surface. Okay. So, and I used oh, to. Oh, you don't learn from Top Dog right there. So, I used to drive Pitt Connolly from Hampton, Newport News, Virginia, all the way to New Jersey to work with Josh Thompson from Tallest Tree. Okay. Right? So, and then when I actually wound up going to New Jersey, you know, I partnered with the Soul Diggers, that's K Mac and Bless out of Jersey. And from that relationship, it led to Puff. And 
I worked with Puff for 10 years on just pretty much like everything he was doing. You worked doing. with Puff for 10 years? Mm-hmm. On what? All the making of the band stuff, uh, Sherry Dennis, the, the the guy group that he had, Day 26. Day 26. Yeah, so I was just one of the guys, you know, you know, you come upstairs, you take the, you know, right. you go up to the second floor, they give you a little radio, you sit in that room. This is the time you had the dictaphone, so I just used to be in there just coming up with ideas, man. Oh, wow. So, and that's how I wound up working on New Edition. I did a Memphis City Blues with a, a eight ball and MJG. Okay. So, you know, yeah. So you've been you've been doing this shit for a minute then. This ain't... I wrote my first song for Clive Davis uh, two, in 2000. Okay. 23 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Clive, did he, did he use the song? Yeah. He had a young lady um, that was signed to him named Olivia. She used to be signed to G on it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. She, but he had signed Olivia at the time. So, and that was one of the first people that I started working with. Okay. So then, and then around 2003, me and Missy actually started to actually make songs together because you got to keep in mind, like, when she took off, Super Duper Fly came out, right. she was she was gone. a superstar, rock star. She was gone. Right. So I had to just kind of, you know, although she's my family, I had to figure it out. You know what I mean? And I always wanted her to just, you know, see me as lead. I was kind of making my way in the game and just so her, you know, her to really kind of see me and, and recognize my talent. You know, I've never been one that, I don't want any favors from anybody. Right. You know, I'd rather take the long route and learn, you know, and if I don't got it, you know, I'm going to study until I get it. And that's, she would always keep her ear open. And then when she felt like I was ready, then she, she brought me in. Okay. Yep. What'd you do with Keisha Cole? I love me too. I worked on Let It Go. Okay. Like for me, I I have a a knack of understanding how the vocal produce. Like if somebody can sing something, you know, where the record should go, Mm -hmm. doing like arrangements and things of that nature. So that's, I worked on like the arrangement for Keisha Cole on that. Okay. Yep. On the vocal arrangement. On the vocal arrangement. And I sang on it too. You did? Yep. You on the background? Yep. I sing backgrounds on a lot of the records. Run, run them down. Come on, bro. Don't be, don't be uh, bad. So you got two, two weeks. Two, two weeks notice for Fantasia. I'm singing on that. Okay. I'm singing on Let It Go. All the Britney Spears songs. I'm singing on those. Okay. I mean, every female artist. If you took a look at my discography, I'm singing on all of those records. Okay. All Are you more comfortable working with female artists? I, I absolutely. I am. I am because it's just. I just feel like women are more transparent. You know what I mean? Especially when they get into like a comfortable place mm-hmm. and they start talking to you when they when they they feel like, hey, you're not trying to come on to them and they feel like they can just kick it with you. They get to telling you about their life experiences. You know, men are not that transparent. Right. You know, so it, it works better for me when I'm just working with women. And when are you going to drop your own project, man? Because I, I need you know to know what? So, 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 so I'm glad you said that. So I did a partnership with uh, Republic Records. Uptown, I launched Academy Records. You got, got you wear your own. Okay, shit I need a hat. Okay, so, Academy Records need a hat. Academy Records. So you know, I have a couple acts over there, and I'm I'm gonna just focus on that right now. And then if I decide to put out something, you know, I, then 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 I'll do it. It's all about how I. You feel. know, it's El Cortez. I'm gonna tell you something that's El. You don't give a fuck because. You get so much publishing money, you're like, I don't even put an album out when I fucking feel like putting an album out. If I do, I got acts, I got to deal with, with public. Who the acts you got on, on your on your, on your your label? Joe, Joe West, and I, I, Joe West, he's a kid um, from Harlem. Okay. Like Senegalese kid, he's a model also, and, you know, and, and he's, a, he's like a, he's a, he's a smart kid and he's a listener, you know, and I have Beijing. She's actually uh, based here in Atlanta. 
Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm just focused on those two things, man, and I, I feel real confident. You're focusing about what I'm on doing. being a mogul. That's what you because you know yeah. the ins and outs of the business at this point, right? Of course. So you focusing on being a mogul. You said twenty something years ago. Twenty years, yeah. That you wrote your first record for for uh, for Olivia. Olivia. Olivia, yep. Yeah, that was with G. You know, look, listen, a lot of a lot of wins and learning from my mistakes, you know. Launching stuff before, just just not understanding how to spend money in the market. I, I made my mistakes, you know what I mean. So, what do you think I know the biggest mistake do. you ever made? The big, the biggest mistake that I ever made with was, money. Uh, with if you money? tell me yours honestly, I'll tell you what I, the stupid shit I did. Ah uh, man, the biggest mistake I ever made with money, I would have to say, allowing my partner to to for me to say, you know, I'm gonna handle creative. And you can handle the finance. Oh, okay. That was the biggest mistake that I, because he didn't understand either. When we actually should have, you know, outsourced and probably hired like an executive that really understood that right. nature of the business. And I, and I didn't because I just wanted to focus on creating the music. And I was spending more time in the studio instead of looking at the statements. Okay. So that's a huge mistake. $400,000 later. $400,000 mistake? Yeah. No, see, my shit ain't no $400,000 mistake. My, my mistake was about... I would say about a buck, buck twenty or buck thirty. I bought. That's I bought still four hundred thousand. I bought a car. <laughs> I bought a car. I shouldn't bought. You know, I cars depreciate as soon as you drive them off the lot. You know what you I was feeling myself. Bought a goddamn S five fifty. Had the whole thing the way I wanted it. Yeah. Tried to take it back two years later. They tried to give me sixty thousand for. You know what I do? I just car. go look at the cars and leave. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. So you ain't bought a Phantom or none of that. You, no, Mita told you're, me I couldn't buy it. Huh? Mita said I couldn't buy it. Mita said you couldn't buy it. What are you into? Nah. You into property? And I'm definitely into property, but I'm 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 a trader also. Okay. Yeah. So I like trading. I like to understand like your options and you know what's moving. Right. You know I like gold. I, I pay different attention to things like that. There you go. Because fam. you gotta understand where to put your money. Right. You know? And I put my money in the Mercedes Benz dealership pocket and never saw nothing else after that. Yeah, man. Because I'll tell you something I learned. A Honda Accord, you can't take that shit in the club. That's what we get cars for, right? To show up for the chicks, to sit out in front of a club. They don't give a fuck about the car. If you got game, you got game. If you're lame, you're lame. And that's that. That's that. Exactly. Best of luck to you, brother. Thanks for stopping by, man. Man, I thank you so much. Corte Ellis in the building! Yeah, yeah, two-time Grammy Award winner, six-time Grammy nominee as of today and counting. There's going to be a lot more Grammys in that man's hands. I'm telling y'all that right now. This has been Come On, Son, the podcast. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about your ass next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. Learn the right songs so you can get six-figure checks every quarter, all right? Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. And love us say God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning me in and not tuning me out. I'll see y'all next time. Come on, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Peace. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.